1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Thank you, everybody. Good morning. It's a Sunday with Ray, and nothing could be more pleasurable than to be alongside our financial guide, advisor, somebody who has done so much in our community, gives back. Oh, yeah, you don't know the list of things that Ray Lance and all of his family has done in our community. So this is more than just a show about finances and protecting your money and your family. This is uh, really a program that reflects real community. Ray, it's always a pleasure. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. We're so glad that you can listen to us every Sunday morning for whatever portion that you're able. We have uh, two very special guests that I'm going to introduce in just a moment. But our topic today is going to be called Life Happens. Did I say that correctly, Phil? You did. Beautifully pronounced. (laughs) Life happens, uh, failing to plan. We're going to be talking about what are some of the key events that occur in all of our lives, everything from birth, education, marriage, job, career, accident, illness, divorce, retirement, nursing homes, and then finally, death. Gotcha. But we're going to talk about all those things because these are things that happen during our lives to everybody. We're going to be talking about some situations that we have seen, and then what are some of the planning solutions for each of these major events? So does life happen for you, ladies and gentlemen? It does for me. Let's see, I've covered about two-thirds of these things so far in my life. That doesn't leave me a lot of good things (laughs) remaining, probably. But let me begin by welcoming attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. And Attorney Michael Mm -hmm. Coleman. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you. And uh, welcome to two very distinguished attorneys in our community who really are very knowledgeable in the area of estate planning, nursing home protection, long-term care protection, guardianships, conservatorships, real estate transactions, uh, all the many, many things that they do to help people uh, in their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. So good morning. And um, I want to start right out by saying, Mike, do you like ice cream? I do like ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? Okay. What's your favorite flavor? Um, I haven't had ice cream in a while, to be honest. But if I had to choose one, maybe I'd go with Oreo. Oreo cookie. Oreo cookie ice cream. Okay. How about you, Tenny? What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vienna mocha chunk. Yeah, she's pretty consistent with that. There's something I think Friendly Ice Cream makes. It's called uh, Rhode Island Lighthouse. That's Hood. Oh, that's Hood. Okay, sorry. Friendly makes the Vienna Mocha Chunk. It's delicious. Yes, both of them are. I know it. <laughs> well, it's a coffee ice cream, and it has little bitty miniature chocolate lighthouses in it. So uh, that's one of my favorites for sure. You know that Sunday was National Ice Cream Day? Exactly. I did not know Last that. Week. This past Sunday? Last Sunday, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. I'll oh, have to make it up. you didn't miss it. We went to Salvador's and had ice cream. That's right. We did. <laughs> I didn't miss it, Mike. <laughs> well, uh, I know that you've got something coming up called Protect Your Estate Refresher Workshop with Ice Cream. Yeah. Yeah. Sundays and all. Okay. So you're going to actually have Sundays now. Yeah. Who's, who's going to dish out the ice cream, Mike? Uh, we haven't decided yet. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll leave it to Tiny. 
I don't mind dishing ice cream. That's fine. Okay, so the people who go to the seminars are going to, what, make their own sundaes? Yes, we'll have various toppings there, and just like an ice cream bar, it'll, it'll be fun. Okay. And they can either, what, eat it there or take it home, I suppose, too? Um, I guess, yes. I, I think it would be a little messy to take home, but... I think ice cream is our national dish, probably. So tell us a little bit about um, when are these seminars and what are you going to be talking about, these ice cream social seminars? We have four seminars coming up. Uh, one's on Tuesday. That's July 26th at 2 p.m., and that's at our office at uh, 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We have two on Thursday, July 28th, uh, one at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then one at 6.30 at night, and those are both at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. And then finally on Saturday, uh, July 30th, we have one at 10 a.m. Again, that's at our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. All right, so besides having a Sunday, why else should people attend? Uh, we're going to be talking about estate planning. So we'll be talking about wills and trusts and nursing homes, uh, Medicaid, long-term care planning. Um, so we're going to try and educate everyone on those topics. And if you would like to attend and you want to make a reservation, you can call our office at 508-998-8800. Okay. And, uh, Tenny, you're going to be a speaker there. I know I'm going to contribute a little bit of information on top 10 tips for retirement, Social Security, 401ks, IRAs, and tax tips. My presentation is briefer. Well, what we find is that um, people may have come to our seminars in the past, and they always found them um, useful and interesting, but over time, it's very easy to forget about all of these topics because they are somewhat complicated, and they're often things that people don't really like to think about, like death and taxes. And so what we decided was that a refresher course might be of interest, and uh, it won't be a long uh, time frame for people to commit to being there will be over and done and then have our enjoyment with our ice cream. And what could be more refreshing than an ice cream sundae? <laughs> so uh, how about bananas? You going to have bananas there, Mike? Do you know, know yet? We're going to have bananas, Tony. I, I don't know. The, the uh, problem is the container has to be very large, but I guess we could slice bananas. Sure, that's a good idea. We'll do that. Mm, okay. Well, uh, a lot of people will look forward to that. So let's talk about what happens when life happens, because life happens to us all. And most people um, tend to put things off, but some things we cannot put off. So let's talk about birth. Uh, what happens at birth is that we enter this world, and hopefully we're uh, in good shape, or your children or your grandchildren are in good shape. That's not always the case, of course, is it, Mike? You might have children that have disabilities, for example. Yeah, more and more lately, unfortunately. And so have you seen situations, uh, Tenny or Mike, when uh, a child has been born who has uh, special needs or special disabilities? And what do you do about it from the law firm perspective? Well, yes. Um, unfortunately, we have seen those situations. And we certainly counsel people that they should do uh, at least two things. One is to list guardians in their will so that people uh, will be named for the court to appoint if anything should happen to the parents. And secondly, we suggest that they consider establishing special needs trusts for these children, uh, particularly if the, their parents themselves are not alive. For example, the law says that grandparents, 
parents and the courts are the only ones that can establish special needs trust for these uh, poor folk. Mm -hmm. So um, it's important that the the parent think of this early and set up something that will provide for the child in later life if they should not be there to protect the child themselves. So thinking about special needs for a minute, I mean, I know you do a lot of work with trust. Do you have situations where you might have language in your trust documents that say uh, you need to have some special provisions for the disabled person? Yeah, all our trusts include special needs language. Um, but as Tony said, in certain situations, it's actually better to establish a special needs trust. Just for um, that child. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, we met with a client just yesterday who's 96 years old, I think, and she has a 70-something-year-old son who has epilepsy. And she takes care of him still to the extent that she can. It must be hard um, to do at that age. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... We encounter that all the time. So when you see that, then you have to make some special arrangements to make sure that when the parent, who's 94 years old, is gone, there's somebody else who can take care of this adult child with disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully there is someone else willing to do that. You know, some other things happen at birth, though. I mean, think about this. Uh, Children get baptized. They get christened. um, The family is very happy. Everybody comes to visit. I wonder how many people think about planning for this child. How is this child 18 or 19 years from now going to get educated, for example? And so even right at birth, um, I have a number of clients who have specifically started to save for college, even when somebody is born. Um, that's important to think about. Another, I think that's, that's what a lot of people are doing these days with what's called 529 plans, mm-hmm. and they make a lot of sense. There's also programs through the state universities that uh, will allow you to set aside money ahead of time. I'm not, I'm, you may know more about that program than I, Ray. Sure. The other thing you can do is, let's say you're a grandparent and you're overjoyed. This is your first grandchild or your second or your third or whatever it happens to be. Um, it's very possible and it's highly encouraged for grandparents to do something to help put aside funds for a grandchild's education. And there are ways that you can do that that are helpful to the grandchild and there are ways that are not. For example, typically you don't want to set up an account specifically in the name of this brand new baby grandchild. Even if there's an adult and it's an in trust for account, you can do that, but then when that child gets ready to go to school later on, let's say they go to college or some kind of an advanced program after high school, and they apply for financial aid, anything that has their name on it is considered to be their available asset, and it will actually count against them for financial aid purposes. So there are a number of smart ways you can put aside money. Um, Grandparents can make provision uh, for grandchildren in their estate plan. You've probably seen this, both you, Mike and Tenny. Oh, yeah, many times. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that if there is a special needs situation with a child, you really do want to plan because if they're on government benefits or receiving anything from the government and they inherit money or assets, that can interfere with their benefits, which yep. a lot of times are really important to them. So it's, it is important to plan for that. So in other words, you don't want to have a grandchild or even a child who has disabilities inherit money directly 
if they're receiving government benefits because it can cause them to lose their government benefits. Exactly, yeah. We've had several clients that have inherited money from a sister, from an aunt, from whatever. Uh, and by the time they do, they have this inheritance, they themselves are special needs people. And that's when we have to go to court to establish a special needs trust for that person so that their public benefits are not interrupted. So the old expression is that prior planning prevents poor performance. Is that the phrase, Phil? Did I say that correctly? Can you do it a little, little bit faster and <laughs> ten times. Prior planning prevents poor performance. <laughs> Beautiful. There's another adjective in there that I won't use on the radio. <laughs> but planning is so important. So we're talking about life happens and failing to plan. So if you don't plan, you can have negative consequences. But when you do plan, you want to make sure you plan correctly also. Tenny, how does somebody reach you on the telephone if they want to talk to you about planning? Our telephone number is 508-998-8800. It's a fairly straightforward, easy number to remember. We are also um, on the web, and we are also uh, available through an email. The email site that is most often read is lance, L-A-N-T-Z, L-F, at AOL.com. And I assume you have reports that you could give away if somebody's interested in one of your reports, and some might even be available on their website. Yes, we have uh, reports about why plan, why use trusts, what a will means, uh, special needs issues, veterans issues, Medicaid issues, and so forth. You know, I just realized I haven't read a single quotation. My oh, goodness. Oh, my heavens. The program so is falling apart. Thomas Jefferson said, and you wouldn't have thought this of Thomas Jefferson necessarily. He's been in the news a lot lately. Never spend your money before you have earned it. Oh, that's in the Constitution. <laughs> well, that's a flexible document, isn't it? Isn't that, <laughs> some isn't think that, so. <laughs> isn't that in the political news lately? <laughs> some say yay, some say nay. Yes. So you won't commit yourself this morning, Phil. <laughs> I think that's a, a wise man. <laughs> yeah, we don't take sides on politics on the radio uh, very often. But it sure is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> So we're talking about life happens, failing to plan. We talk about a little bit about birth. You have to start thinking from the moment a baby is born, how are you going to pay for education? And by the way, you can use life insurance as a vehicle too. You can have grandparents put money into a life insurance policy for grandchildren, let the cash accumulate and borrow the cash out later. And guess what? That never appears on a financial aid form. Um, college education may be the next thing. It's not for everybody, obviously. Vocational education is equally as important. And, um, but if you're thinking about having a child that may end up going to college or school someday, you need to figure out how you're going to pay for it. You need to set up a savings plan, a 529 plan, as Tenny suggested, or maybe a life insurance policy. And then the next stage of life is called marriage. Well, we could say a lot about marriage. It, it has its ups and downs. It has its good points. It's basically a partnership that lasts for a long time, ideally. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> Is that your favorite phrase, Phil? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> no. I heard that recently on the radio, as a matter of fact. 
But you see how quickly he said that also. <laughs> but marriage is important. So what happens when you go into marriage? Um, Tenny, do you get involved in doing a prenuptial agreement ever? Oh, yes. Interestingly, I had a very um, uh, knowledgeable and interesting client yesterday that I spoke with. And uh, he's not very old. He's not married. And he has a goodly amount of, uh, of assets. And we were talking about his future. And he said, I assume that if I were to get married, you would recommend a prenuptial. I said, absolutely. And that's an agreement between um, both spouses-to-be. You can do a postnuptial agreement, but they're not quite as effective. So what are some of the key elements of a prenuptial agreement? Well, the, the prenuptial recognizes the assets that both sides bring to a marriage. And then it sets forth what will happen to those assets if anything should go south with that marriage so that everybody's on board of, uh, ahead of time that um, if you come into a marriage with several million dollars and uh, certain real estate and that has been a family um, uh, item for, for many years, that real estate, that that real estate is not going to go even half to the uh, other spouse if a divorce occurs. So it's a it's a way of setting in place ahead of time the rules of the game if anything goes wrong. And I know there has to be full disclosure of not only assets but also potential inheritances. Yes. And I know that each person coming into the marriage has to have their own attorney. Yes, separate counsel. They each have to uh, state that they have reviewed it with counsel and that it is acceptable both to the counsel and to themselves. You know, frankly, if I were a person who had significant assets as a parent and I had a child who was getting married, I would probably have the conversation with the child who's getting married and say, you really have to do a prenuptial agreement because I don't want everything that I've worked for during my lifetime to go to your ex-husband, for example, if you get divorced. And, and it's not as though you're anticipating divorce. It's not even that you might not like your in-law. Um, it's just a sensible way of planning ahead. And I would go so far as to even say, you know what, as a parent, um, if you don't want to do a prenuptial agreement, then I'm probably going to have to change my own estate plan to cut you out or make some special arrangements so you won't inherit your 50% share of our estate. It'll all be held in trust for you or something like that. Right. I was just going to mention that we can actually put provisions in our trust documents saying that a child won't inherit unless they do a prenuptial agreement or mm -hmm. make some sort of agreement. So that's something we can do. So grandparents need to be concerned about this or parents need to be concerned about this even when their own child is getting married. Otherwise, assets can be dissipated. It's an unfortunate statistic that 40 to 50% of all marriages are going to end up in a divorce. And in some cases, there are multiple former spouses. Um, just look at some of our political candidates even have had that situation. Would you like to read a quotation, Tenny? <laughs> this is a Susie Orman quote. Estate planning is an important and everlasting gift you can give your family. And setting up a smooth inheritance isn't as hard as you might think. Susie right. always says things in a sensible, pithy kind of way. Yes. I, I just actually wrote an article about divorce and estate planning, and uh, you'll be happy to know that Massachusetts actually has one of the lowest divorce rates in the nation. So Interesting. I, I wonder why that's the case, Mike. Do you have any idea why? Nevada was number one. 
mm-hmm. and uh, that makes most sense. divorces. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know why uh, Massachusetts is low. Probably because Massachusetts, even though some of the people listening may not feel this way, has it's among the wealthiest states in the country and the best educated. It's also the the most highly educated working population is in the state of Massachusetts. There are more college graduates or people with advanced degrees working in Massachusetts percentage-wise of the population than any other state in the country. So we live in a fairly well-off, well-educated state. Now, Mike, um, I, I think you're an only child, if I recall. I am, yep. So at some point in time, if you behave yourself and take care of your parents, right. you might inherit from your parents. Possibly. Do you think that they should leave everything to you when they're both gone? I believe they should, yeah. Okay. Warren Buffett doesn't believe that. No. Of course, he's got well, a lot he has, more money. Yeah, he has a bit more money than... Warren Buffett said, I want to leave my children enough so that they feel they can do anything, but not so much that they do nothing. Interesting philosophy. Of course, he's got a gazillion billion dollars, doesn't he? What's he got? 50, 60 billion dollars or something like that? Sounds about right. I think he's the second or third most wealthy person in the country right now. So, education. Gosh, there's so many things you can do to provide for education for uh, children, for your family. We're going to do a whole show fairly quickly, fairly soon, on just the topic of how do you provide for financial aids, uh, financial aid for children. Uh, Job and career. So let's say you're a young person, you've graduated from high school, you've graduated from college, you have your first job. What do you think you should do about saving money, Mike? Well, establish an IRA, possibly. You could do a Roth IRA when you're a younger person. Mm-hmm. Um, or if your company provides you with a 401k, there's that option as well. So there are options, but you should def- definitely save um, if you can. It doesn't matter how much, just anything over the years adds up. Mm-hmm. So saving habits start early, but one of the strongest recommendations we make in our office is if you are starting out with your job or your career, uh, number one, you ought to have legal documents of your own. I see people all the time, and you probably do as well, Tenny and uh, Mike, that they'll have children, they'll have some assets, and they don't even have a simple will. They've done nothing at all. Well, what's always interesting to me when I um, see older clients who come in with their children, the older clients are obviously anxious to make sure that they have their documents in place. But then I turn to the child and I say, and, and these are children who are in their 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, and I say, do you have documents for yourself? Well, no, I've never gotten around to that. Um, it's just amazing to me that so many people have not planned. And, of course, the statistics say that two-thirds of us never have any type of plan, a will or anything. Mm. I'd like to remind you that this program, MoneyWise, is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. And we do work primarily in the area of retirement planning, but we work with people at younger ages as well uh, for life insurance needs. And again, I see people constantly, I see people literally every week who really haven't done the planning and thought this out about what ought they to have. Um, If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, call us at USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. And literally every other person I meet with has some serious things that they should have done and haven't done. 
Uh, Tenny, give us a quick reminder about your ice cream social that you've got coming up and what that's all what that's all about. They are all uh, coming up, and these are uh, seminars related to estate planning and uh, preserving your assets. And they are Tuesday, July 26th at 2 o'clock at our office in North Dartmouth on Fonts Corner Road. Thursday, July 28th at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. That's at 2 o'clock and at 6.30. And then on Saturday, July 30th at 10 o'clock again at our office on Fonts Corner Road. And all of these seminars are uh, intended to be refresher courses and to refresh ourselves, at the end, we'll all have an ice cream social. What should they call if they want to make a reservation? They should call our office at 508-998-8800. And the office is located right across from, let's say, the law school or where exactly? In, it's, a, it's partially across from the law school, partially across from um, Vanity Fair. So... It's quite easy to find. I know the construction's been bad, but it's better now. So if you lose your shirt at the law school, you can go next door to Vanity Fair and get a new one. Right? And come to us to make sure you don't lose it in the first place. (laughs) Sorry about that. You know, one of my favorite presidents of all times was uh, Dwight Eisenhower. And he said, plans are nothing. Planning is everything. I wish we had people of his caliber running for office today from uh, either party, don't you? Uh, we will not speak We're not going to talk politics. about politics, but, you know, you just get itching to talk about it, don't you? It's, <laughs> it's a tough time. Um, so we are talking this morning about um, planning, failing to plan, and life happens. When we come back in just a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about divorce, retirement, nursing home, And unfortunately, we're going to talk about the subject of death as well. Sudden death, young death, old death, suicide. These are things that you need to plan and have documents in place for. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back on MoneyWise. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Our topic today is life happens, failing to plan. We've talked a little bit about birth and education and marriage and the importance of prenuptial agreements. When you start out with any kind of a job, start to develop the saving habit right away. Gosh, it's going to make such a difference when you want to buy a house. Um, Buying a house is a major life event also, isn't it? So let's talk about buying a house for just a minute. Um, Mike, in your practice, do you represent people in buying and selling houses? We do, yeah. A lot of times, um, unfortunately, when someone passes away, and leaves property that are children. The children want to sell the property, so we do that a lot. We also represent people in purchasing properties, so yeah, we do that. So buying a house is a major significant event for everybody, isn't it? It is. It's the largest single purchase most people are going to make, and uh, do you normally recommend that when you're buying or selling a house that you should be represented, Tenny? Well, for the very reason that you stated, that it's the biggest action that most people will take in their lives uh, financially. And so, yes, absolutely, you should be represented either in the buying or in the selling situation. So if we have this very important asset, what do we do to try to protect this asset? What are some of the things you can do? Let's say you're at the closing, you've signed or the deed has been given to you, you're buying the house, maybe you're doing it with a mortgage, so you've signed a note and a mortgage. 
What else should you be doing to protect your house? Well, one thing you could do is a homestead, which is a really simple way to protect the equity value in the house. Um, so this is a pretty simple document that you can fill out or we could prepare for you. And it only costs $35 to record with the Registry of Deeds. And once you do record that, you have a level of protection in the value of your house in case you get sued by someone. So if you get into an accident there and they want to sue you, you'll have that protection. Okay. And I know one of the things that uh, we can help with as well is we can direct you into making sure that your homeowner's coverage is correct. Uh, That's done through Lance Family Agency, which is Peter Lance. Uh, He's not with us this morning. (laughs) He's taking a small break. Um, But there's something called a liability umbrella rider, which is a critical piece. I mean, let's face it, everybody today is lawsuit happy. If you've been in a small accident uh, and you cause some injury to somebody else, well, they think they don't need to buy a lottery ticket that week because they've hit the lottery. They're going to file a lawsuit and a claim against you. So in addition to the homestead, which can protect equity, um, people ought to think about having liability umbrella rider on their home as well. And it's not expensive. Um, usually a, a $1 or $2 million rider, you can speak to this better than I, Ray, is somewhere in the range of about $200 a year. 200 or a little bit more, but it's it's really inexpensive to do that. But I'm also going to reach out once again and encourage everybody listening today, if you do not have a declaration of homestead on your house or you're not sure, get it checked out by giving Mike or Tenny a call and tell them again the number, Tenny. 508-998-8800. And remember, if you have turned 62 or you're over 62, you can place a, I'm sorry to use this word, an elderly homestead on your property, um, and that preserves a double amount of equity in your house from what would have occurred if you were younger than 62. Tenny, I assume that you're proud to have an elderly homestead. I do. So homestead, critically important. Do it. Protect your house. Um, how about something that we've been talking a lot about lately in our office If you have a mortgage on your house, and even if you're a really young couple, this is your first house you've just bought, boy, the other thing you really ought to have is you ought to have a term life insurance policy to pay off the mortgage if something happens to you. Otherwise, here's the consequences. You've got a young couple. Maybe they have their first child. um, They don't have a lot of assets. They don't have a lot of equity in their home. The husband has a car accident, and he's gone. What's going to happen next is that his surviving spouse isn't going to be able to afford keeping the house on just one salary if they had two salaries. She's going to end up selling the house and having to find another place to live. But if they had instead some term insurance and they each had an insurance policy on their lives or maybe even a joint policy, the mortgage gets paid off and then the surviving spouse gets to stay there. I want to mention too that Uh, We do recognize uh, same-sex marriage uh, in the state of Massachusetts and in many states now. Everything that we're saying today applies not to just a man and a woman marriage, but to a same-sex couple as well. These rules apply to everybody. So think about having a mortgage in place. 
if you have a mortgage in place, think about having a life insurance policy that will pay it off if something happens to you. And again, term insurance is less expensive than whole life. Is that right? Yes, they both have a distinct purpose. Um, a whole life policy or an indexed universal life policy called an IUL policy is used more for uh, retirement needs. It's used for savings needs because there's a saving aspect to it. Uh, term insurance is the is what's called pure insurance. It has no saving component. It's for a limited period of time. The other reason to have it is not only to pay off the mortgage, but if you have children uh, who are going to go through college, you might want to make sure the term is going to last at least through age 25 for the child so the child can continue to be educated if something happens to either one of the parents. So you want to protect your home, your largest asset, but you're also protecting your children and your family at the same time. Now, what about retirement planning? Retirement planning is something that we do a great deal of at USA Wealth Group. Um, We've already talked about the importance of establishing good savings habits early, but unless you want to work forever or be a Walmart greeter, um, you need to put aside some money for retirement. We can help you with that. That's another major life event. Very few people have pensions today. Uh, If you happen to work for a government agency, you might have a SMART plan in addition to a pension plan if you're a teacher or a firefighter. But I, I would suggest to anybody listening that most people really don't plan enough. They don't think about it. And um, you need to really make sure you have a plan in place, not only for estate planning purposes, but also for your financial needs and your retirement needs. There are so many good things that you can do, life insurance being just one of them. But IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, if you're a teacher, perhaps, uh, it's so critically important to do these things. Uh, Phil, have you heard of a gentleman named uh, Ben Carson? Doctor. Dr. Ben Carson. Yes. Even before he became active in the political world, I had read um, a couple of his books just gifted because hands. Yeah. the gifted hands. Yes, mm-hmm. he was a very gifted surgeon who did a lot of work with children yeah. and uh, children who were attached, uh, Siamese twins and things yes. of that nature. Successfully and separated. Very successful surgeon. But when it comes to planning, this is what Ben Carson said about planning. No matter how good you are at planning, the pressure never goes away. So I don't fight it. I feed off it. I turn pressure into motivation to do my best. Very interesting. A very interesting commentary on planning. But the planning process is uh, very important. And then Henry David Thoreau, Mm -hmm. one of of our famous writers in the 18th century um, and philosopher, said, from Massachusetts, by the way, I would mention. He loved swimming in Walden. Was it Walden? Walden Pond. Oh, he loved swimming there. Yep. I'm not sure if he bathed there as well, but I guess he must have. In the solitude of nature. In the solitude of nature. Henry David Thoreau once wrote, Never look back unless you are planning to go that way. Very good advice. <laughs> nice, nice little commentary. What it means is... We want to look forward, but when you look forward, uh, please do some planning. Right. Retirement planning is something that we talk about a lot on this show, and it's a critical piece. What about nursing home protection? That's another life event that happens, isn't it, unfortunately? sure. And is that a costly process today, Tenny? 
You mean costly to be in a nursing home? Absolutely. Mm. It's it's not only costly, it's outlandishly costly. Uh, it is somewhere in the range of $450 a day. Uh, that turns out to be somewhere over $12,000 $12,000 a, a month, yep. And over $100,000 a year. So uh, not many of us could afford to fund that privately for any length of time. And so what I do when I speak with any of my clients now, if they're doing any type of retirement uh, planning, I I talk about ways that they can protect their assets. Okay. And is this one of the subjects that you might be talking about at the ice cream social that you're going to be doing? Yes, absolutely. It's, It's an built-in part of the program. Mike, could you give us some more detail on, once again, remind people about this Protect Your Estate Refresher Workshop with Ice Cream? Sure. We have four workshops coming up. One's on Tuesday. That's July 26th at 2 p.m. at our office on Fonscona Road. We have two on Thursday, July 28th. Uh, One's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The other is at 6.30 at night. And those are both at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven. And then finally on Saturday, July 30th at 10 a.m., again at our office on Fonts Corner Road. So if you'd like to sign up for one of these, please give us a call at 508-998-8800. And as Ray mentioned, there will be ice cream served. But you really want reservations so that you have enough ice cream. Right, exactly. You don't want to be left out of the ice cream portion of all this. Mike doesn't want to be left out of the ice cream portion. (laughs) So he wants to make sure there's going to be enough there. Right, Mike? Right, we have to do all the talking, so we're going to get some ice cream at the end, too. <laughs> so let's talk about um, one of the last topics on our agenda today, and then we'll come back and wrap up with a few things, and that's the unfortunate subject of death. As a life event, we're all born, we all live, we have things that happen to us, some people get ill, some people have accidents, some people have disabilities, but ultimately, at some point, death will come to us all. We've seen uh, too many situations recently where people die really young when they shouldn't. We have, uh, unfortunately, in this community, in the state of Massachusetts and across the country, we have a really growing problem with drugs and opioids and so forth, and it's, it's a terrible problem. But we also see situations in which we have very young firefighters pass away. We've had that recently in our community. Um, leaving children behind. We've seen uh, people killed in various cities around the country with uh, gun violence. Uh, We've seen police officers assassinated. And I'd be willing to bet that not one of these people thought they were going to go out that day and have that happen to them. And for that reason, we don't think that when we're younger especially, this is going to happen to us. You have to think about the fact that life happens and these things happen. And having life insurance in place, for example, is such a critical piece of this. Everybody listening today ought to have some kind of life insurance, whether it's $10,000 to cover your funeral, I wonder how many people have thought of that, or money to protect your young children and make sure they get through an educational period if you're new in the working community. If you're a young husband and wife, as we mentioned earlier, and you have a house with a mortgage on it, maybe you'd like to have your surviving spouse be able to continue to live in that house and not have to go out and sell it or get suddenly involved in another relationship because they have to support the house. So 
Think about protecting yourself with life insurance. It's such a critical thing to do. How difficult is it to qualify for life insurance, Ray? Not as difficult as people think. Um, I've got some people I'm counseling right now. They're fairly young. Uh, they've had cancer treatment in the past, but if you've been cancer-free for several years, you can still qualify for life insurance. Uh, you may have a rated policy where you pay a little bit more, but it, it does not cost a nickel to get quotations for life insurance. And I just encourage everybody listening to think about doing that. And give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. I'd be happy to help you. Uh, Peter would be happy to help you. And it doesn't cost anything to get the information. So um, planning is such a critical thing that we all need to do. And most people truly fail to plan. You need to think about it when your first child is born. You need to think about savings. You need to think about, do you have an estate plan? I've seen people recently with young children, they haven't done any will, any trust, any anything. And I'm talking to them about right now financial planning. And they still have done nothing and they've got young children. That's not planning. You know, Susie Orman, who that you like to quote, Tenny, I'll quote, says, thoughtful financial planning can easily take a back seat to daily life. We get busy, don't we? We get too busy. And I was just going to mention one other thing about life insurance. Um, it can actually be a good estate planning tool as well. Sure. For a larger estate here in Massachusetts, we have uh, an estate tax. So if an estate is above a million dollars and it's easier to get there these days with real estate appreciation and all that, you're going to have an estate tax liability. So life insurance can actually be purchased to lower your estate and then provide funds after death to pay that tax. Mm -hmm. So that's another tool. No, absolutely. And um, we have seen so many situations. We do a lot of work with IRAs and 401ks. Uh, People sometimes will accumulate a larger 401k or an IRA and then they don't think about it anymore. They don't pay attention to the statements when the statements comes in. Come in, They don't pay attention to is it making money or losing money. And they don't often pay attention to whether or not they've cut correct beneficiaries' names. Right. And I think you've talked about this before, but if someone has a 401k and they've retired, is it a good idea to keep it in the, the money in that 401k? Should they move it to an IRA? Is it a fact-specific decision? It's a fact-specific decision, but in most cases, probably in 90, 95% of the cases, it does make sense not to leave it in the 401k, but to roll it out instead and get it into an IRA account. I think people are generally very confused about what uh, an IRA is and what various forms it can come as. People have bank accounts um, that their IRA money is in, and they don't really understand that they could move that to something else. I think it might be a useful program for you to describe just how IRAs work, and you probably have done this before, but maybe mm. again. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be a good subject for a longer uh, discussion as well, the difference between the different kinds of accounts that there are and how they affect everybody from business businessmen to individuals. Um, naming beneficiaries is certainly a key thing. And another reason why that's so important is because if you have younger named beneficiaries on an IRA account and then you die, they can take the money out as a lump sum, they can take it out over five years, or they can stretch it out over their own life expectancy. 
And if they do that, then ideally the IRA is going to continue to grow. But you can't do that in a 401k account. You have to get it into an IRA account. And you have a lot more investment choices uh, inside of an IRA than you do in a 401k. And I was just going to mention that a lot of times with married couples, they always tend to name each other as beneficiaries on the IRAs, but sometimes forget to put contingent beneficiaries on there. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case and someone passes away and there's no beneficiary listed, that would be a probate situation. So it would be a probate situation because now it becomes your estate. Right. And, well, who is your estate and who are your heirs? And as you said, now you have to go through probate. Right. Uh, and that can take as long as a year in Massachusetts, right? We had to do that recently with a, an IRA over $500,000, and the person they thought forgot to list contingent beneficiaries. So you would think when you have an IRA that large, you're going to take care of it, but this person didn't. Get some advice. Get some help. Um, you can help on the law firm side. I can help on the financial side with USA Wealth Group. And we do a lot of that kind of work, but it's critically important. If you have... An IRA, make sure it's set up correctly. It doesn't cost anything to come in and sit down and talk about it. We can help you with that. If you don't have an IRA, why don't you start one? That's an important planning technique. I'll see people sometimes that will have a very healthy income, and they're paying a fair amount of income taxes. And I say, look, you can cut your income tax burden right now by making a contribution up to age 50. Uh, You can put $5,500 into an IRA account. If you're over, if you're 50 or older, you can add an additional thousand dollars. You can put 6,500 in. Well, not only are you putting money aside for retirement, but you're also saving yourself income tax because you get a deduction in most cases. And there's differences with Roth IRAs and things of that nature that we won't take the time to talk about today. But retirement planning assets, 401ks, IRAs, critically important. Uh, take some important steps. Liability protection, we've talked about that a lot. How you hold title to things is always important, isn't it, uh, Tenny? Yes. Um, if you have something in your own name and uh, you are sued, then you would certainly have a problem protecting that asset. Uh, we suggest that for liability reasons and a lot of other reasons that you consider a living trust to hold the asset. So here's some questions, just sort of open-ended questions. We've talked about some of these things today. We've talked around some of them. So these are questions to ask yourself, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. Have you created a will? What's the estimate? Like 35 40% of the population has done a will and everybody else has done nothing? We think about 50% um, of the population has done some kind of plan. Okay. And of that 50%, it's about half and half with wills and trusts. All right. Do you have a living will or a health care proxy? Very important documents. Have you done a durable power of attorney so that if you have a life event where you become disabled, uh, somebody can make decisions for you and sign your name on documents? Who will take care of your children if you're suddenly gone? You have a sudden accident. You have a sudden death in the family. Do you have a revocable living trust or should you? Or if you're more concerned about protecting assets from the nursing home, Tenny, you do some kinds of irrevocable trusts. Yes, we certainly do. We do an irrevocable income-only trust that can protect your house, which is usually your largest asset, from uh, claims by the state if a nursing home becomes involved. 
all of these kinds of trusts we're more than happy to speak with you about if you would like to uh, come in and discuss your particular issues. And definitely look into life insurance. Life insurance is not something that we just throw out there, but it's everybody has a reason to have some kind of life insurance, even if it's as simple as doing a funeral plan, as we talked about, um, or do you have an emergency fund if you get laid off on your job and something happens to you? Get your finances organized. So today we've talked about the fact that life happens. We have talked about birth. We've talked a little bit about death. And we've talked about all of the events in our lives that happen in between education, college, marriage, jobs, careers, accidents, disability, illness, divorce, retirement, possibly nursing home, and then finally death planning. Let me mention one thing about uh, the way Lance Law operates, um, and it's been our, our consistent operation style for a long while. Uh, we keep in touch with our clients. We get back to them every three to five years and say, life happens, it's time to come in for a review. So we want a long-term relationship with our clients and we want them to feel comfortable that we look out for them over time. So real quickly, tell us about the dates of your ice cream social very Tuesday, quickly. Tuesday, July 26th. 10 o'clock, I'm sorry, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at our office uh, on Thursday, July 28th, both at 2 and at 6.30 in the evening, and on Saturday, July 30th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Thank you very much, Mike and Tenny. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. 